Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two. It's time to hear the story by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Lost Art Podcast. That podcast that's given a voice to our veterans. I am your host, Andrew Cox. On today's episode, we have Marine Retired Sergeant Major Marco Lachlan for part three of his veteran story. Before we get into his veteran story segment, are you enjoying the podcast? Then consider being a TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is with donors that we are able to continue recording these podcasts and getting our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link. Any donations are appreciated. If you would like to be a guest and tell your story, then email me at the Lost Art with Andrew Cox at gmail.com. Do what I say when I say to do it and exactly how I say to do it. So I, so I just expounded on that and uh, added in uh, because I've had, I, like I said, I've had some phenomenal leaders, mentors, uh, both enlisted and uh, uh, officer um, rank. So when I when I graduated the infantry training school, it was Colonel Bob Mojewski, Medal of Honor recipient, was the commanding officer of the school. Uh, when I get to a uh, third uh, battalion, ninth Marines, Colonel Jay Vargas, Medal of Honor recipient, is the regimental commander. And uh, and then like I said, plus the, uh, and then one of my uh, close uh, you know closest mentors was a retired uh, Marine. Colonel Jack Kelly, I think you've met him many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, two silver stars, two bronze stars, two purple hearts from from Vietnam. Two different tours in right. Vietnam, and just a phenomenal leader. And one of his biggest leadership uh, axioms was, "Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care." And with with mm-hmm. anything about leadership, and I tell everybody about leadership, they say, "Oh, there's this new concept." There is no new concept. Except about leadership. <laughs> leadership is ancient. Yeah, it's ancient. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know it's it's throughout the Bible. There's there's more leadership references in the Bible than you could you could uh, you know shake a stick at. Uh, yeah, very true. But so I took all that uh, uh, leadership that I learned from uh, you know sergeants, majors, gunnery sergeants, staff sergeants, mm-hmm. other sergeants, and I put them into my five. I added some. Um, you know, took took uh, information from the Marine Corps doctrine, and I put them into five rules. And here's my five rules are: number one, you have to care about people and desire to be a great leader. Uh, okay. Because once again, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, and when I say care, I don't mean carry. You know, you don't, don't want to. You know, you don't if you you don't want to do someone's job for them because that just stifles their. Initiative. Initiative takes away their, uh, uh, 
you know, their, their desire to get better. You know, you don't care. You care for yeah, them. Absolutely. You care for them. You, you don't um, carry them. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to hold them accountable. Once, like I said earlier, accountability is cornerstone leadership. And um, yeah. um, as long as we, you, you know, as long as you can uh, care about people, do the right things for them, hold them accountable and help them grow. Then, uh, you know, you're, that's what you, that's the important thing about being a leader. You know, you, yeah. when you're in charge, when you're a leader of somebody, you're they're in your charge or custody. And that's a thing that's entrusted to you. That's a human being mm-hmm. that's entrusted to you. You know, when we, like I said, the Marine Corps is a dangerous, it's a dangerous game we play, but we choose to play it. Mm-hmm. But we, we shouldn't have to be uh, doing reckless, you know, stupid things. Okay. Right. So it's, yeah, uh, you know, provide care and uh, do the right thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, and once again, you could be the most knowledgeable, proficient, administratively efficient supervisor in your organization. But if the people under your charge feel that you're just using them to aggrandize yourself, it's, you know, they'll yeah. see right through that. You know, human beings are good at seeing right through fake leadership. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. You know, and the second thing is desire to be a great leader. You know, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to fly the space shuttle. Okay. But uh, <laughs> now it's, the Obama administration got rid of that program. So we don't have the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, I wanted to be, to do it. So I'd watch the documentaries on it. I'd read some books on it. Right. But I desired to be a major of Marines. And so I had to focus mm-hmm. my effort on what it took to become that, to, to gain the, yeah. the leadership and the experience and the knowledge. I had a desire mm-hmm. to do that. So it was a driving, like an internal, uh, you know, burning desire uh, to do whatever it took to get to that position. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, <clears throat> The second one, you got to uh, identify yourself as a leader. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, anybody, uh, you know, if you, if, if you don't know you're the leader, how's anyone else going to know you're a leader? Right? <laughs> it's a good uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you've got to have in your identity that you are are the leader you know you can have rank but do you have that uh does do people look to you to be a leader you know if i you know when i was one of the most proudest day of my life was when i was promoted to corporal of united states marines it was just mm-hmm. I, I remember to this day and then once again being a corporal marine being a non-commissioned officer and uh that's yeah it's you know it was really important to me so i identified myself as the leader and so you, you mm-hmm. when you identify yourself, that belief you have about yourself makes you unique, makes you, you know, uh, and it gives you clarity to establish uh, the boundaries of your performance and how you operate on a daily yeah. basis. Okay. Yeah. You know, you have the good characteristics of what it takes to, uh, to be a leader. And the first one you have to lead is right. yourself. Yeah, and that's why yeah. that setting the example is so important. You have to be the, mm-hmm. the a good 
the PT or you have to have a good haircut, a good uniform, shave, everything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so you have to identify yourself as a leader so that other people can look to you as a leader. Okay. And yeah, you know, you have to, you have to know the, uh, gain the knowledge, you know, you got to name, gain the knowledge the principles, the, the, uh, the traits, uh, You're right. Yep. And in the, even in the, um, in the Marine Corps, with the uh, promotion uh, system, one of the mm-hmm. things about being promoted is you have to be able, your commanding officer has to feel confident that you can train and lead Marines as a team. Right. So that's why you identifying yourself as a leader and doing whatever it takes so you can improve your leadership uh, abilities is so important. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that just can't be, can't be overlooked. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because Marines look to their leaders for leadership, not buddyship. And uh, <laughs> and true. I think you yeah. probably remember me saying, nobody likes to be led by a weak and feeble wimp. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That yeah. brings back good memories right there. Yeah. That's oh, that's I I actually uh, I really like to identify yourself as a leader. I mean, that's to me, it's it's, if you don't see yourself as a leader, then nobody else is going to see you as that. Uh, So you have to take take on that uh, that persona that that uh, what it is that you think is a leader, so somebody else can exactly. You You know, leaders have prestige, and prestige is Mm -hmm. defined as respect, distinction, or renown. Prestige is the power to command admiration. It's ascendancy derived from general admiration or esteem. Mm -hmm. Prestige has a leader commanding a position in men's minds. And you build your prestige as a leader from striving to be a better person, setting superior examples, and making constructive corrections on your subordinates. You know, it Mm -hmm. just doesn't happen. You have to, you know, you have to work on yourself to improve these characteristics in yourself so that you can, you know, uh, get other people to so inspire and lead other people, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they say leadership is an art. It is the art of leadership. And it's the art because mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. You, you have to work at it. You know, it's, uh, yeah. And if, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. And you know what? I, cause the name of the podcast is the lost art and, uh, that be becoming a leader or being a leader sometimes becomes that lost art. It, uh, if you don't actually go in and, and educate yourself and learn and, and look left, look right and figure out all these pieces, uh, then that's kind of getting lost. And if you're a leader as a leader, if you're not passing it down to that next generation, it's going to be lost. Exactly. So and leadership is defined as the sum of qualities and maturity, intellect, moral courage, and human understanding that allows one to inspire and control a group. It is the mm-hmm. art, as you say, it is the art of influencing and directing others in order to gain their willing obedience. Yeah. You know what it's uh yeah, they say it's, it's an art because it's a human effort or craft mm-hmm. and it 
needs skill attained through observation, study, and practice of a system of methods and principles. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's one human being influencing and directing the, th the free and independent will of one or more people as an approach to accomplishing a task or a mission. Mm -hmm. And to quote Sergeant Major Ryan Hermance, leadership mm -hmm. is peopleship. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, it's it's all, all human personality dependent. You know, it's it's it, mm -hmm. it concerns yourself with another human being's goals, wants, desires, as well as their human fears. You know, every human being, yeah. every human being holds their own self uh their, their own self safety in high esteem everybody nobody wants just to get hurt right so yeah mm -hmm. they it had takes someone from leadership to sometimes get them to, to do some dangerous things for a good cause yeah and leadership yeah, absolutely yeah and you just can't like I said uh some people say oh they're they're born leaders or you can't learn leadership yes you Yes, you can learn leadership. Yes, you can. It's learned yeah. by observation of other leaders, emulation of leaders, other leadership styles and traits, and experience mm -hmm. in exercising authority and accomplishing assigned tasks. Yeah. And it's what like I said, I always say the only thing better than being a Marine is being a leader of the United States Marines. Yeah, I like it. Yes. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, it's, um, that's one of the things that uh, uh, I talked about uh, several weeks back in podcasts, and it's kind of like, uh, I guess, my uh, thoughts on leadership, and I, I had a couple of episodes on that, and uh, it's what you're talking about here is a lot of the same stuff, and, and I could tell that uh, I had good leaders, right? You were one of those leaders, because I well, obviously have you. taken a lot of what you have said. And I am now saying that kind of the same stuff. So maybe not as well said as you are doing, uh, but I, I still say basically the same thing. Oh, right. And like, and uh, like I tell everybody when I, like, I didn't think any of this stuff up. I organized what I learned from others into, into this. Mm -hmm. I didn't think, you know, this is nothing earth shattering brand new stuff that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Just, giving it a new, a new spin and uh, put, as you put it together. And right? There's an old saying that you teach what you most need to know. And so I was always teaching leadership because I knew I needed to know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I can, I, w <laughs> I wish I knew who said that uh, so I could give them credit, but uh, yeah, it's, you can just tell everybody I said it. I, I like that. <laughs> you take it. You take responsibility for it. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's good. So, that's good. So we got care about people and desire to be a great leader. That's number one, and then number two, identify yourself as a leader. Where's what do you got for number three? <clears throat> so. With number three, this is kind of a, this is kind of a long one. And this is taken straight out okay. of Marine Corps doctrine. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have communicate, demonstrate, delegate, 
supervise, inspect, and rehearse. There's kind of a big. Okay. You may have to repeat that. Yeah, one. big mouthful there. Okay. Yeah. First one, communicate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Communicate. There's a difference between communicating and dictating. If you're just running your lips, you as a leader just running your lips out there, and everybody in front of you is just shaking their heads, yes. Uh, and then you say, okay, let's go get it done. You know that there was not mutual understanding. Right. right? Yeah. So it has to be a clear, concise uh, communication. And mm -hmm. uh, because if you're, if the, there's not mutual understanding. It's it's just dictating, okay. And right. and now with mutual understanding, there doesn't have to be mutual agreement. You know, the people you're talking mm -hmm. to, you're communicating something to. They don't have to agree with you, but they have to understand what you're saying. It has to be mutual right. understanding, because English is not a common language, correct? I mean, you have yeah. you have there, 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 there. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so I'm still trying to figure it out. There's so many words in English language, English language like that. So mm -hmm. you can't just uh, English is not a common language. That's why, say, you go to a steak place. Well, how do you want your steak? Uh, I always say, what is your definition of medium rare? You know, because yeah. <laughs> you know something that simple. You know, uh, yeah. but. Uh, have to like I said you got to be clear concise and to the point say what you mean and mean what mm -hmm. you say now yeah um, and you have to be decisive when you're doing it uh, I remember as a uh, you know as a, a young sergeant or a corporal I think a corporal I was given my, my first patrol order um, and mm -hmm. so you know you, you got the whole five paragraph order written out in patrol order format and uh, you got your the terrain model there and i gave this order right and i didn't prepare pro properly for it so i was kind of stumbling and mumbling and and hums and his and blah 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 hobnob blob slob and uh after after we get done with the patrol and i sent them out to do their little you know checklist and uh, preparation and stuff like that you know the platoon sergeant he pulls me aside once again very uh, uh very professional he says uh well how do you how do you think you did it on that and i'm going well no i i think i didn't i didn't do too good uh, no i i really didn't like my uh the outcome on that and yeah. uh so he says well if you if you just think about this if you wouldn't follow your own order do you expect other people to follow your orders mm. yeah <laughs> just because of the way i Very presented good. the material i mean technically it was mm -hmm. a good i covered I hit all, all the checklists, checkpoints on these in, right. in the in the Marine Corps Order Six Seven, which is uh, infantry patrolling. I hit every checklist mm -hmm. on that order, but I right. didn't uh, communicate it to them. Right. Yeah. And when you give so, but if you're in a, in a, then in another sense, when you give an order, you pass an order on as your order you don't be one of those those snivelers that say mm -hmm. well the, the higher boss wants it done this way no yeah. Uh -uh. yeah when you give an order it's your order if you do not take responsibility mm -hmm. for that order you are stripping yourself of that leadership prestige and the authority yeah absolutely and the authority of your position so i mean you can shoot 
Put yourself in the foot if you if, if you want, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, once again, I I was so that's why, and we'll get to the rehearse uh, a little farther. But I mean, if you wouldn't follow your own order because of the way you presented it, why would anyone else follow it? <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> and then, uh, so demonstrate. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot go or as I you. What's the old saying? Uh, you cannot teach what you do not know. Oh, you cannot uh, explain what, yeah, you can't, you cannot lead where you will not go and you cannot teach what you do not know. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 You have to be able to demonstrate, you know, if, uh, yeah, if, if they don't have faith, you know, you, you never give an order that you wouldn't follow yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so if you can't do it, you, you know, there's, you know, and I'm not talking a technical thing about say fixing a, a, a aircraft. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying if you if you don't know how to, uh, you know, you know, repel, hook yourself up, then why would you expect someone yeah. else to go off the side of that cliff, you know, with on a rope? Yeah, you know, you cannot. True. Yeah. So you cannot lead where you will not go, and you cannot teach what you do not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Yep. And then delegate. Delegate mm-hmm. is is very it's one of the harder things to uh, learn and the harder thing to use and trust okay because when you when you delegate you entrust a task power or responsibility to someone else so you Mm -hmm. so you in your leadership capacity you authorize someone else to act as your representative right okay now, entrust is to give uh, give over responsibility, okay? And mm-hmm. uh, you have confidence in them, having the confidence, okay? You can yeah. ade- you can delegate authority, but you cannot delegate responsibility. So just because, well, mm-hmm. I put so-and-so in charge of it, he screwed it up. No, you delegated it. <laughs> You'll, you are still responsible for it. Yeah. Okay? You, you, something failed in there. Maybe you didn't uh, communicate it correctly, Correct. right? Correct. Oh, yeah. But it is so important to be able to delegate because mm-hmm. uh, if you try to overcommit yourself to checking on everything and making sure that you're the only one who can do something, once again, that's going to stagnate the development of indi- individual uh, human uh, wills that's under your charge. It'll cause complacency, yeah. it'll stifle yeah. initiative, and it'll crush any true commitment to the accomplishment of the mission. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, some leaders, like I said, the, the less experience you have as a leader, the less you're kind of willing to delegate. But there's proper ways to yeah. do it. Um, there's a guy named Stephen Covey. Uh, one of these, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the seven habits, highly effective people or something. He, yeah. he says the key to commitment is involvement. If there's no involvement, there's no commitment. That's why as a delegate, you give orders to specific people or groups to get specific tasks done. Mm-hmm. And then you get out of their way and, and let them do it. Yeah. Okay. 
and that's where the supervision comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay, supervision is de- uh, defined as to direct and inspect work or workers or the operation of an organization uh, and to oversee it or manage it. But there's a difference between management and leadership. Management is important. Management, uh, let's say management got, uh, was uh, responsible for getting all of the the man equipment and uh, logistics, say to D-Day, right? the D-Day landing, mm-hmm. but it took leadership right. to get them out of those landing crafts onto the beach and into that withering fire that they were experiencing. So the man- right. so yeah. management is important because you got to have the correct things in place in certain areas, but the supervision is, is, and, uh, is in the, and the leadership uh, is important, but there's, well, once again, with the experience of the leader, if they're not willing to de- delegate, or if they do delegate, then they'll won't supervise properly because they will say over supervise. They will micromanage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Supervision is giving them the the communication, instruction, the delegation, and the uh, materials to accomplish that mission, and to let them do it. Mm-hmm. Now, with different levels of supervision, because of uh the different levels of performance and experience of the people you're in charge of you right sometimes you can say get this done and walk away other mm-hmm. times you have to be in the close proximity so that subordinate leader can bam, bam maybe come run over to you and ask a quick question but at the same time yeah. if you're around too much and they're always doing that maybe you didn't communicate to them properly in the first place and if you're too close yeah. you're kind of uh hovering over them and micromanaging them. Mm-hmm. okay now supervision doesn't mean once again delegate it hey, you're in charge i'm here if you need me and then just hope things happen you know that's not proper supervision yeah along with the supervision there has to be a time for inspection mm-hmm. there has to be a time for inspection one of the the, the 22nd commandant of the marine corps general shoop Mm-hmm. He, he made a statement. A military unit is only as good as its inspection system. Okay. Ooh, yeah. And that was uh, and that's any that's any organization. That is any organization. Mm-hmm. That's from your family to your to uh, the biggest corporation here in the in the country. If there's not yeah. an inspection to ensure that the uh, commander's intent is being uh. uh followed if mm-hmm. rules and regulations aren't being followed if things aren't getting done on the on the proper time then that's when things are going to fall apart uh to ins- yeah. you know yeah, yeah, to yeah. inspect the definition is to examine the thing carefully and, and critically especially looking for flaws to examine officially mm-hmm. to visit in order to make sure that certain rules and standards are being observed okay right so there's got to be an inspection. So during your supervision time, uh, you, you in your checklist, your order of operations, while you're at the end of your supervision or towards the end, there should be an inspection. And that also gets that sense of urgency going. Right. 
So there's a, so you're given the order, you communicated them, you delegated uh, responsibilities, you're supervising them, but you're coming back at a certain time to inspect, okay? Right. Because once again, in the old axioms, inspect what you expect. Never expect, mm -hmm. inspect. Uh, there's an the old saying, when you assume, you end up making an A out of you and me. Or, or, or <laughs> right, General yeah. Patton was always saying, when you assume, you are thinking with your A. <laughs> and then it, it all comes down. They only do well what the boss checks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, one of the most important things about the uh, inspection is never be a no-show. If you mm. gave them a time limit to have something done to ensure that appropriate sense of urgency, you must have a time that you and, uh, and they, they must know the standards that you're going to be inspecting by. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're a no-show, your credibility goes right out the window. Okay. Yeah, very true. Human beings, but especially yeah. Marines, I think, despise being inspected. They freaking hate it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. freaking inspection. Oh, oh. <laughs> but they love it when they do well and there's no mm -hmm. or little discrepancies found. Then it's like, yeah. yeah. You know, that's it just you know, doing well on an inspection that you hated to prepare for, it gives you, mm -hmm. it gives you a sense of pride. And it gives, especially the organizational yeah. pride. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it, man, it's, it's just hard to, uh, to explain the importance of it. But also there must be a debrief. Yeah. There must be a debrief about that inspection so that everybody knows the results. Yeah. Okay. When you communicate, you're giving everybody I always say you're giving them the rule book, right? You're telling them what to expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once you inspect them, you do it according to your, how you said it was going to be done. And then you debrief them mm -hmm. again, yeah. be honest and explicit, be decisive. If mm -hmm. they did pure, poorly, you've got to use tact to let them know that the desired results yeah. were not achieved, but, mm -hmm. but nothing is ever 100% screwed up. You can, True. during your proper supervision uh, techniques, you should have uh, noticed the effort that they're putting in to get this done and, uh, the, and or get that accomplished or how they're helping right. each other, anything like that. So you always have to have, find something good to say because once again, an old leadership saying, never give a dollar's worth of criticism without a dime's worth of praise. The next part of that is rehearse. Rehearse. Okay. Rehearse is to practice. Rehearse is to practice before performing in public, to train a person, mm -hmm. to instill instantaneous reaction or condition. Okay. If you want that muscle memory, you got to do stuff again and again and again. That's like rehearsing. Right. And with, when you're working with people and you're, you've uh, communicated to them, you've delegated them, you've supervised them, you inspected them. And now before they got to do the actual performance, you rehearse them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I always like to use the, the phrase, never send a Christian into the lion's den naked. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> arm, arm them with, arm them with the sword of knowledge and the breastplate of experience. Mm. 
That's okay? good. Because your, your people's performance is a direct reflection of your leadership. Uh-huh. It's uh, take, for instance, uh, what you, if you remember or not, you, I guess you wouldn't remember, like when I was the first sergeant in the, in the infantry company, uh-huh. and you have the duty NCOs come to uh, report to you every day, right? Uh-huh. Or every day for the changeover? Right. You know, the, the off-going duty NCO, uh, you know, they, they both walk in, they stand in attention, off-coming uh, duty NCO salutes and says, Sergeant so-and-so reporting as off-going duty NCO. Right. Something, something to that effect, right? There's, uh-huh. a, there's a correct way to do it. But I always, so I would always say, like if they messed it up, uh-huh. if they messed it up, I would say, I guess if you stay in duty again tonight, you will rehearse before you come in to <laughs> to uh, do the changeover, won't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll learn them. <laughs> right. And then just even when, uh, you know, you're having a, a Marine, you call up the first, like the Sergeant Major, or as a first Sergeant, I call up the platoon Sergeant. Uh-huh. Hey, bring bring one of your Marines or send your Marine up here because we, so we can go over something or do whatever, right? Uh-huh. So they got it. They come in and report to you, right? If uh-huh. if they, you know, if they show up and they're all messed up and they can't say good morning, blah blah blah. This is you know, Lance Corporal so and so reporting as right. ordered. If they can't do if they can't do that confidently, that's just a direct reflection that you did not properly prepare them. Right. Yeah. And so it all comes down, and so it's better for you at that level to put the pressure on them and do the rehearsals so that then when they actually go out to do it, they've already had stress and they've already had reacted and performed under stress. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's just, so it's just another uh, level of your leadership. Mm-hmm. Communicate, demonstrate, delegate, supervise, inspect, and rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I, that's one thing that uh, being in the band, we do that all the time. Like that's oh that yeah, you know is, how much how much did you rehearse? Oh, for, for all the time. How, it was, oh. uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's when we in do, order uh, do in order to uh, have a good performance, you need to rehearse. Make sure that you got it all down. Exactly, and they say what do they say? Something about uh, uh, amateurs. Uh, practice or rehearse until uh, they get it right. Mm-hmm. Where a professional rehearses and practices until they can't get it wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. And now, you know, I've yeah. noticed. And that's where the. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's where the the instantaneous reaction comes into. When we do, mm-hmm. when we have a uh, standard operating procedures for, say, reacting to a a near ambush or a far ambush or a front ambush. There's, we have an SOP of exactly how to do it. Right. Right. But when that happens and you do that re- instantaneous reaction and you start going in there, but at the same time, if you have to adjust from that, you adjust from that because you've already got the experience of practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good point. So that, was that the last part of number three? That was the last part of number three. So, so just I want to um, make sure I got them all correct here. So you got communicate, demonstrate, delegate, supervision, inspection, 
debrief and rehearse. Is that all of Not, them? Uh, debrief, uh, debrief is part of inspection. Debrief is part of inspection. Okay, I got you. Right. So supervise, inspect, and rehearse would be the last three. Okay. Yep. All right. I got it. I'm just trying to take notes here make sure I got it all. All right. <laughs> All right, and then uh, no. what do we? What do you got for number four? Okay, the fourth is to identify the performance level of each one of your people. Okay. Okay. So there's a, you know, the old saying, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Right. Right. Okay. There's also three kinds of lies: lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> How? <laughs> However, while you're doing your while you're doing your communicating, demonstrating, delegating, supervising, inspecting, and rehearsing, uh -huh. you need to be taking notes of how your people are reacting and adhering to what you say. Yeah. How they are engaging with the mission and task, how subordinate unit leaders are leading, uh -huh. how are they responding to their leaders? Right. How did they perform during the rehearsals? And what were the results of their inspections? Yeah. You need to you need to have this. You need to track that performance, behavior, and conduct. Mm -hmm. Remember, you're worried, you're you're going after, you're looking at performance, behavior, and conduct. Mm -hmm. You're not looking for the uh, you know, any personal likes or dislikes in it, in that person. Right. Okay. So in order to have more uh, exact, disciplined effort. You have to have viable, definable results, and you have to record them. You know, this is the type of information that is just imperative that you have at your fingertips so that when you do uh, have that, you know, that's, so you kind of have a scorecard mm -hmm. of how the people are performing. Right. Okay. So you, you take all those notes of how it went. So now you take a look at yourself. Okay. I'm looking at these results. How do I need to concentrate my effort, my influence or direction and instruction maybe so that we can increase the uh, performance in the next time that we do this? Yeah. Remember what I said about the drill field, how it's Groundhog Day and right. how you can hone your leadership skills mm -hmm. every three months? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same way. If you don't keep statistics and how you came about getting those statistics. How do you know, because the first one you have to lead is yourself, mm -hmm. how do you know how you need to change? Let's right. say your unit didn't do that good. Whose fault is it? Okay. Um, now, if they just totally went out there and dropped the ball, yeah. then, okay, then we got to look at those individuals. But however, if just they did a poor, like out of a poor, lackadaisical job, that means you didn't do something in your communication, demonstration, delegation, supervision, inspection, and rehearsal. Okay, uh -huh. so that that when you're uh, identifying the performance level, each one of your people, you are getting that concrete uh, statistics or criteria to uh, number one, the first thing to look at yourself and see what you've done. Right. But the second time, when you're doing these debriefs and counseling sessions, when you've got hard, verifiable data, you're not going off an opinion. You're going off an estimation right? Yeah. or an evaluation. 
There's a difference between an opinion and an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Opinion is just ooh, how I feel. But if you've got an evaluation, you've got verifiable data right. to present to the individual or the group. Very true. You know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it, once again, it gives them that scorecard. It lets them see that scorecard. Right. Which, that's, <clears throat> that's, that's okay. pretty important. Uh, you know, I, being sure, making sure that uh, you have that data, something that they can actually see, right? Uh, and that could be in the form of uh, counseling. That can be in the form of many different things. But having that data and say, hey, this is exactly where it was, uh, leads credibility to what you're telling them and, and things of that nature. Because if it's just your opinion, uh, you know, everyone's got an opinion. Uh, but Exactly, exactly. You know, how many times have you probably heard it? by some of your leaders on screwed up say that last part again you know you've probably had uh some uh, leader of yours throughout your career say you know well this this was all screwed up you know they just made a blanket statement yeah and you yeah, say yeah. to them well, well what exactly was wrong mm-hmm. you if you have if you've been taking good notes and you've been doing proper supervision and observation an inspection, then you will know what's wrong. Very true. You will. Yeah, so, all comes down to having that verifiable data. Yeah, I like that. All right. That's, um, then number five. Okay. Number five is counsel, reward, and inspire. Like you want to want to. Counsel them, reward them, and inspire them to raise their standards of behavior and conduct. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, counsel, you know, the, the definition is advice, suggestion, and guidance. Right. Okay. There's a difference between counseling and criticizing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Criticizing is more uh, kind of on a personal level, which, mm-hmm. which it's got to be all professional. You remember that uh, the movie The Godfather when uh, they're gonna whack the one guy mm-hmm. and he says, "Hey, just so you know, just let him know that there's nothing personal. It was all perf- all professional." Yeah. So it's the same thing you got to be when you're you're uh, when you're debriefing, when you're counseling, when you're when you're giving uh, guidance. It's got to be professional. You cannot get personal about it. Right. The behavior is not the individual. That's why we're always counseling, critiquing, evaluating performance, behavior, and conduct. Right. Okay. <clears throat> because when someone is being counseled and they feel, and a lot of times, well, let's go back, uh, the word counsel. Let's just say someone says to you, uh, oh, I need you to re- come to my office at this time so we can have a counseling session. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking automatically? Well, most people are going to think negative, like, uh, exactly. Like I'm going to get my butt chewed. But why? Like that. Correct. Correct. But why should you? Why should you know? That's why uh, the term counseling is. It shouldn't be used negatively. It should yeah. be. It. It's, you know. It can be. It needs to be positive. Also, mm-hmm. because if someone, as soon as someone feels they're being attacked, what are they doing? Boom. Defenses go up. Yeah. And are they hearing anything that you're saying? No, definitely they're not, not all they're of not listening to you there's you know they're they're looking back at you mm-hmm. and in their mind they're saying f you yeah f you and what you had to say yeah 
That's just that's just human nature. When someone feels attacked, the defenses are going to go up. Right. Okay. And they're going to have and they're going to be listening or they'll, they'll be hearing something, but they're just justifying in their minds why you are wrong, mm-hmm. why you, the counselor, are wrong. Yeah. Okay. Very true. Your 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 counsel, your advice, your guidance goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, why even. Sorry, I was going to say. Go ahead. I, I think the word counsel, especially in the Marine Corps, uh, we utilize that word incorrectly, in my opinion. Um, and, and we do. You're saying a without a doubt. Yeah, counseling should be positive, like because you're you're advising and and things of that nature. Uh, whereas the Marine Corps, anytime like you hear the word, I'm I'm getting a counseling. Well, I'm getting my butt chewed, and that's what we always refer to it as. Yeah. So when we say like you just said, you know, in the Marine Corps, however, the Marine Corps doctrine, according you know, the Marine Corps doctrine on counseling, mm-hmm. is it says. We must, you as a leader, must communicate regularly with your people, yeah. both in setting goals to, to propel them towards outstanding achievement, mm-hmm. as well as encouraging them to seek self-improvement in their shortcomings. Right, yeah. It's just, once again, it's communicating regularly, not just, oh, it's time for pro and cons or it's time for mm-hmm. fit reps. Now mm-hmm. we're going to have a counseling system. No, that's against Marine Corps reg- regulations. And it says counseling is the most effective tool that allows leaders to help set goals that people can reach. Yeah, absolutely. And it provides the monitoring monitoring system to ensure that people can achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, it's no one like when when it comes up. I was always taught, you know, no one should ever be surprised at the evaluation they get as far as like pro and cons or. Or, right, yeah. or fitness sports, you you should not, there should be no surprise because during the proper times throughout that reporting period, you have been getting counseled properly. Right. Yeah, that's you know, very it, true. Once again, it gives, it's, it gives them the rules to the game. Mm-hmm. It gives them the rules. Do you, um, I know there's that movie, that old movie, Animal House. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> yeah. seen it or not. Yeah, but it's about the the college fraternities, right? And and Dean Wormer and Dean Wormer had him on double secret probation. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So there should there should be no double secret probation. Yeah. Okay. You do you do an initial counseling when the, you first get someone under your charge, mm-hmm. and you give them all the expectations. You give them the rule book. Yeah. You give them the rule book and it's what's expected. And then at certain times and then when needed, you give them counseling sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so because a counseling system is supposed to develop the overall person, mm-hmm. improve individual performance, right, which will automatically increase the organization's overall productivity. Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. It's you know, as soon I think John Wooden was the UCLA coach that was just totally successful. Mm-hmm. He he was talk he always talked about like doing these small improvements. If everybody does a percentage, a small percentage, or it was either John Wooden or Pat Riley, whatever there. But uh, if you everybody in your organization makes an improvement, a percentage of an improvement, 
all those percentages together makes the overall oh, yeah. uh, organization better. Yeah, very true. Okay. You know, and even even when um, someone has to be counseled for something they might have done wrong, some behavior, their overall performance is not 100% screwed up. True. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I agree with that. 100%. It goes back goes back to never give a dollar's worth of censure mm-hmm. without a dime, dime's worth of praise. Right. Respect human dignity, have respect and concern for each other, just like out of our core value statement. Mm-hmm. And the one one thing about uh, counseling that I was always big on, it has it should be written counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll hear a lot of leaders say, oh, I don't want to have any paperwork on the guy. I just want to take well, it's not, you know, I always consider paperwork would be the the non-judicial punishment, the 6105, right, yeah. uh, you know, that goes in a record book. Uh-huh. But your written history of counseling between you and that other individual, mm-hmm. it should be written. And because it's, once again, it's a scorecard. Someone, you know, someone might be going, say, you know, like you got a low level uh, uh, person working for you. Mm-hmm. And he's got a he's got a a leader over him before it gets to you, mm-hmm. but you're doing this counseling, right? And the leader below you, who you've gotten information from, also, mm-hmm. but that leader's always on him, always, oh, you know, he's he's just always on him, correcting him and doing this. And so this guy thinks he's oh he's getting counseled, he's coming in for a counseling, and uh, he's he thinks he's going to get raked over the coals, right? But you have. You have a list because you've been observing him and and uh, everything, supervising him, inspecting him. You have this uh, scorecard on his overall performance, behavior, and conduct. Mm-hmm. And while he needs to increase here, you're you're going to tell him all these areas that he did do good in. Yeah, definitely. You know, he he might think he's oh boy this, during this time period I was a kind of a loser. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but no, he goes. Yeah, you need to increase your performance here, but look at all the good things you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's once again human dignity, respect, and concern for each other. Yeah, sometimes you just got to be reminded that uh, you know, even though you may screw something up, it, you know, you, it's not that one thing is not what defines you. You've made a mistake, uh, and you can move on. From Correct. The mistake. Uh, as long as you learn Correct. from it, you got to yep. learn from it, but. Of course, of course. Like I said, things don't happen to you; they happen for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. But going back, to, going back to that uh, communication and being decisive, when you're counseling someone, you have to be mature enough and uh, to give them an honest and equitable evaluation. Mm-hmm. Once again, if you don't have if you don't have data, it's just your opinion. True. If you have data that you can show that what he's done. That then it's an evaluation, mm-hmm. and no two people, no two people should ever receive the exact same evaluation or counseling. Yeah, I, yeah, that's. True. I mean, when when we got it now, if there's a point system and then everybody gets the high point, that's not what I'm talking about. No two people should, you know, be uh, counseled with the same uh, negatives and positives as another person because every two people, everyone's different. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Everyone's got good qualities in different areas and and uh, do better yeah. in different things. So you, you should uh, uh, show them that 
so each one that be different. Yeah, especially when uh, someone someone under your charge is having a rough time, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're, they're just seem to be, they seem to be kind of screwing up or they're not as uh, uh, proficient and efficient and have as much zeal to right. get things done. Once again, you have to know that person. You go look at your counseling records. Yeah, I look back the last couple months, he's never had any type of motivation issues or, or being lazy or anything like that. Why is it now? Okay, because mm -hmm. no human being, no, actually, no honorable human being wakes up goes into work and says, I'm going to screw up as much as possible. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Right? No one. If they're honor, if they're an honorable person. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there must be something in their life that's uh, kind of overshadowing their desire to do a good job. Right. And it's up to you as a leader to, to kind of find out, you know, yeah. you don't be overly intrusive, but having a good working relationship with someone and if they trust you as a leader mm -hmm. then and if you're uh if you're uh an approachable leader they will they will be able to open up to you yeah and you'll be able to assist them once again you're not carrying them mm -hmm. but you're providing them the tools to overcome yeah absolutely uh, you know like it says do when especially when they're in a rough patch or when you're doing your your corrections or counselings you gotta say, do they need to be chastised and ridiculed or influenced and directed? Mm. Yeah, very true. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to when you talk about caring about people, you gotta you gotta know your people and uh so if you don't get off your, your butt and walk around and you know and interact with them, because uh, many leaders, uh which it's questionable if they're leaders if they do this, they just sit in the office, they don't go anywhere and do anything. Um how are you going to notice if somebody under your charge is struggling in something? Because if you're there every day and you see them and you talk to them regularly, those types of things, you're going to notice when something's not right, something's off. You can exactly. Exactly. If you know a person and all of a sudden, like, and you just, uh, you're both coming around the corner, mm -hmm. right? If you truly know a person or, you know, have a very good knowledge of them as individuals, mm -hmm. And you see them and boom, you get, you know how it is when you first like almost bump into each other. Yeah. You can tell by that person's face if there's something wrong or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I used to tell, <laughs> I used to tell the officers or the chiefs, I guess probably all, I mean, senior drill just too. You know, if you really know that drill instructor mm -hmm. and you walk on deck, you can tell if he looks guilty or not. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, if you know him. Yeah, true. If you know him. You know? Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> so, like I said, and, you know, that's, it's also one of the ways to, uh, that discipline gets instilled. Mm -hmm. Firm guidance and counseling conducted in a fair and dignified manner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's. Hey, these are all good nuggets. <laughs> I hope everyone's listening. So that was, yeah. uh, we were on council, right? Council, and then council. Are we? Uh, oh, the next one was reward. Yes. Okay. Okay. How? Just think back to your time in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. 
how good are we at punishing someone when they step out of line? <laughs> yeah, it uh, happens pretty uh, easily there. Yeah. We are quick and efficient, aren't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are quick and efficient. But how uh, how efficient are we at rewarding someone? It, probably the worst. Okay. Uh, or, or close yep. to. Yes. You know, and a reward, you know, what's the, a definition of a reward? Something given or received in what is done, compensation for a commendable act. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's so it's you know, it's acknowledging someone's effort. Right. You know, and you know, and uh they always you know, they always say reward the behavior that you want to increase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so uh yeah. It's uh rewarding people, but also, once again, you have to have good viable data so that you don't reward the wrong person. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rewarding the wrong person will just kill the initiative Mm -hmm. of the people who are actually busting their butt. Oh yeah. That's for sure. That, that is one quick way to get everybody on your bad side. Yeah. Is by not rewarding the good people. Mm Mm-hmm. And rewarding the the slackers. Mm-hmm. Very yep. true. So once again, but reward the behavior you want to increase. You know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then inspiration, inspire. So once again, the counsel, reward, and inspire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, I like you asked me earlier, why did you actually reenlist the first time? Yeah. I said because I wanted to be like. Those people I really looked up to, my mentors, you know, those ones that have gone before me, I want, you know, they were an inspiration to me. Right. They, uh, the definition of inspiration, the capacity to stimulate a person to creative or other activity or to express certain ideas. Mm. Okay. You know, a person's ability to instill a certain feeling in other human beings by verbal and nonverbal communication. That's really good. Uh, what's the last part of the definition? To invigorate or encourage, stimulate to a higher level of creativity. Mm. It's like, wow, no joke. That's <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's that's good. I yeah. man, I should have looked up the definition of inspire a long time ago. It's like, oof. <laughs> well, it's uh, uh, one thing that you contacted me to do this. I've had a, a my book manuscript on validated leadership. I've had it sitting 90% done for the last uh, 11 and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> we need to finish that. So right. I, well, I know that's like I said, you inspired me. You inspired me to, to get off my butt and get it done. And I also, you know, uh, I got my website. Uh, I got the rights to it again, purchased the rights to it. I haven't got it up yet. Uh, but, yeah. So uh, very nice. once again, you're inspiring me. So that's uh, and it, that's right. That's right. Leadership through. comes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Leadership comes. It doesn't. The rank and leadership, age and maturity. It's like age and maturity have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. It's how you lead, how you, uh, you know, influence and direct someone else. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So and and you. There's a. Uh, 
The website you have is validated leadership. That's what the ones that's going to come online. Is that what it is? Yes, validatedleadership.com. Okay. But it's not it's not up yet. It's okay. not up yet. It's kind of up on Facebook, but uh, not really. I haven't updated nothing on it. <laughs> and so, then the book. Yeah, you got me. You've got me inspired. Yeah, the book that you're going to finish here soon is validated. Is, leadership. Is validated book. leadership. Okay, I like it. Validated leadership. Yeah. Well, my yeah, book has uh, nothing uh, to do with uh, any of that stuff. It's uh, it's about me going fishing and doing stupid things. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, going back to inspiration, uh, there's a there's a man named Leo Buscaglia, and he has I I always like this saying, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, mm-hmm. an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. That's oh, yeah. And then. A good leader inspires their people with confidence in themselves, the leader. Mm. Great leaders inspire their people with confidence in themselves. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah, that's yeah, really good. Because like I said, if you're inspired by if you're inspired by another leader, you're only gonna go so far. You know, if the leader's like, hey, see how I do it? Use me as an example, blah 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 blah. But a great leader inspires them to dig out those value within themselves right yeah and another like i said i'm full of old i'm full of a lot of things but i'm full of old sayings (laughs) and there's the other one the greatest good you can do for another human being is not just to share your riches but to reveal to him his own riches because it's you've got to be a leader is is a catalyst, mm-hmm. right? And a catalyst is someone whose talk, enthusiasm, or energy causes others to be more friendly, enthusiastic, or energetic. Or it could be negative also, but mm-hmm. we're focusing on the positive. Yeah. So you as a leader need to induce your people to raise their standards of performance, behavior, and conduct. Yeah. You know, what I always uh, talk about is is the person that, well, I, I like to call it the turd, but uh, that person, they it has a natural born ability for leadership because they are. Oh, I to, skipped over that part. It, uh, look at that. Great minds think alike. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me hear it. Then I'll throw in mine. OK. Yeah. So uh, that turd has a natural born tendency for leadership. And is able to pull in um, people on their side and can be that cancer that like kind of snowballs throughout the unit. Um, and you have to be able to influence that uh, that turd to get them on your side uh, to be able to help turn things around sometimes, uh, which is doable. You know, you can do that. You can influence them, but you got to take the time to actually listen and sit down and mentor and guide and all that type of stuff with the individual. Exactly. Exactly. So what I always say, uh, some of your strongest leaders that just like you're saying, the turd, some of your strongest leaders, not the most positive, but your strongest leaders are those little subversives that are in your your unit, you know, 
that you're in charge of. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna, you're, you're passing all the word. You're giving these, these uh, communications and delegations and everything like that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's like, okay, does everyone understand? You know, everyone shakes their head. Yes. You walk away. And what's the little subversive start doing? They start making. Comments. First, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna start communicating. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. You just said comments. Yeah. He's gonna start communicating. Okay. He's going to reward those others that are kind of kind of shitbird mentality. Mm-hmm. He's going to reward them for being like-minded like him. Yeah. Very true. Then he's then he's going to then he's going to observe the ones that are totally opposite of him. Mm-hmm. And what's he going to do? He's going to start communicating and counseling them mm-hmm. about their their behavior that it should be more like his negative behavior. Yeah. Then he's going to find all the ones that are on the fence mm-hmm. and he's going to start communicating and leading them to be more like him. Oh yeah. If you can, you know, if you can get, if you can, if you can identify that mm-hmm. once again, you have to be supervising from afar and have that unscheduled presence where you're seeing all the things that are really going on. If you can find that individual, mm-hmm. identify it, Find out what makes them tick, harness their energy in a positive manner. You're going to have a, a just a, a total, you know, strong positive leader. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it comes down to say something. Let's go back to the drill field reference, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the, uh, you've got the little slacker, the lazy one that moves slow and doesn't listen to the, the guide and squad leaders, right? right. And you identify them that. Then you put him in charge of the uh, whiskey locker. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you it him when the whiskey locker is not organized and right. and stuff like that. And then he starts, whoa, whoa, I'm in charge. I got to start doing things yep. like this. And then he yeah. becomes the then he becomes the uh, the fanatic, mm-hmm. the fanatical leader. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to give them some, give them something, uh, uh, put them in charge of something, give them something that's worthwhile to hold on to, and then they start to see it and they'll start turning around. You know, one of the uh, one of the uh, purposes of close order drill is to uh, uh, get practice in being in command and to increase the confidence of subordinate unit leaders. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. What I used to, what I used to do in the infantry all the time was you get the, uh, the salty lance corporal, you know, the tough guy. Yeah. You know, boom. You oh, Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah. Put him out in front of the platoon and have him call the platoon to attention, right face, march him around. Yeah. And see how see how a majority of them will wither. Mm-hmm. Right? They just they, they oh, oh I gotta be out there and I, I gotta be giving commands and and uh <laughs> doing things correctly. Yeah. You know, it 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 just tr- changes their focus in their brain. And uh they like I said, they either wilt or they uh get stronger. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Wow. So that's your your five leadership rules. Uh, and the basis of my uh, uh, basis of my book and uh, my consulting. So I go in what I do. I haven't done it for a few years now, but I go into a company and first I talk to the commanding officer, no commanding officer, to the boss, right, the CEO, yeah. mm-hmm. and I and I find. And just like in the Marine Corps, I find out what his intent or his or her intent is right. for their for their um, 
for their company. Okay. And um, then I go talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I take the lowest level of leaders. And oh, and then when I talk to everybody, I'm preaching these the command the the CEO's intent. Right. Right. Everything the CEO I I tell the CEO, what have you told them already? But you want me to say in kind of a roundabout way Mm -hmm. so that they don't think that you're the only one saying it. Right. You know, it's just like, you know, it's like your father. You got a father and son. Mm -hmm. You tell your son to do this, do this, do this. This is what you should do. And they just in ear one ear in one ear and out the other. Right. Yeah. But then a friend of yours can tell him the same thing and he thinks it's the greatest idea in the world. Right. Yes. It's so frustrating. <laughs> and oh it is. It is. And so uh so then I'll I'll go and then I'll take the the different leaders at the different levels and I'll go way in depth with all these things. Okay. Yep. Because some companies, you know, a lot of companies make the mistake uh they take that best performing guy or mm-hmm. girl and they promote him to supervisor or manager. Right. Without any training, mm-hmm. right? They Very they don't give them any training, but they expect them to do the job. And then when the but they didn't want to be the manager, mm-hmm. right? They're not ready. They're not mature enough for it. They didn't want it. They got other things going on in their life. They don't want the responsibility. Right. So, so then they fail, and then they either get fired or they get put back down mm-hmm. in the general population. Right. And so, they're that leader. Those leaders are setting them up for for failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I, I that's what, what I focus on, and uh, uh, like I had I worked with one CEO. Uh, she complained that, uh, well, whenever I go out on the floor, uh, they all stop working. And I go, that's because you're not out there enough. They're not used to be you being there. Yeah. Huh. You know. Yeah. So, you know, you need you need to be out there and show them that you know it. Uh, that we're all part of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Well, I like it. I like what you got going on there with the consulting thing. Uh, yeah. If there's any businesses out there that want to get in contact with you, how how are they going to do that? What is a, a website or? I want when I, I'll have my website uh, and Facebook up soon. I hope. Okay. Uh, so that I can uh, get this going again. Okay. And that's all through the everything was validated leadership. So validatedleadership.com and the Facebook is validated leadership. Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, but it's not up and running yet. But but, but, but you like I said, you've inspired me. You've inspired me to get this going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did a good deed for the day. I'm doing pretty good. For you myself. did. You did. I might not be able to work my phone. But uh, I did a good job. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sergeant Major, thank you very, very much for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of good information in all of this, uh, and I'm sure everyone that listens to it is going to be uh, ecstatic to hear it as well. Uh, but I thank you for doing this. You've been a great mentor, a uh, great leader uh, for me personally, and uh, for that I say thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for uh, thinking of me. And uh, just so everyone knows, I didn't think anything, any of this up myself. I was taught it all. (laughs) 
<laughs> Remember, leadership is learned by observation, emulation, and experience. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I got all of it from you. So uh, that's, what I, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. But anyways, thank you again for coming on. Uh, to okay. Everybody out. Oh, Can yeah, you tell yeah. your lovely bride uh, hello for me? Oh, you bet you I will. Absolutely. She always asks about you and where you are and what you're doing. You know doing, it. So. Yep. Yeah, All right. I'll, I'll All right. Up. I'll let her know. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Hey, to all the listeners out there, thanks for everything. Stay motivated. Change your socks.